Hello, and welcome back to Leadership Stuff. This is Micah, Pastor Tim's youngest son, and I've been helping my dad with the production of this podcast. Leadership Stuff is created for pastors, ministers, and spiritual leaders who are actively involved in ministry. Last week, we ended partway through an interview with Pastor Isaac, my dad's fourth son, and my older brother. Let's jump back in with Pastor Tim's next question for Isaac. Our little Calvin has been such a blessing in our life and has really taught our family a lot about ministry to special needs kids and people. Um, but his needs are great in the sense yeah. of uh, attention, in the needs of care. It's a big weight on families. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know firsthand that as, as a parent and his family. And I've, I saw that when Calvin's growing needs were coming, it was very difficult for him, for Liz or you to be able to be at church, one of you had to be at home uh, all the time. It was very challenging on you and your ministry even to be able to do what God had called you to do. But um, years ago, you were connected with a ministry that's called Champions Club. Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell us, because I'm really impressed with what what. God's done in your lives, your ministry through this, doors that have been opened, and how that he's using you, even not just here at this local church, but with churches all over this region and beyond, Mm -hmm. even internationally now. So what is Champions Club? Um, How did you get started with that ministry? And why is it so important to reach out to the special needs families? Mm -hmm. Awesome. And this will be my favorite discussion point throughout this entire podcast because it's such a passion point for both Liz and I. And obviously Calvin was the inspiration for us to even realize the need that's out there for this category. You know, in the U.S. alone, there's over 30 million kids and teens with special needs. Wow. So this means that millions of families... Uh, that tend to lean toward isolation, no longer can take their children to church. And if they're unchurched from the beginning, they're going to be very hesitant to go to a local church because of isolation. And Champions is beginning to change uh, uh, and give uh, that whole isolation mentality and provide a place for these families to come into the local churches and to be a part of community because awesome. it's so important, yeah. not just for the parents and the family, but for the special needs yes. children. And so as a, a, a pastor, where not only is ministry a calling, but for me, uh, it's a blessing to be a vocation. And, and, and so we realize quickly, though, that even here, this is my role and it's my job, but my own son it was very difficult for him to come to church with us right. before Champions Club, before right. we even knew about Champions Club. And so we also realized that if here this is my job and my calling, if my own son is challenged and, and, 
to come to church, there's got to be many other families out there that are facing the same thing. Mm. And so we were at a uh, event with many children's pastors in the region, and a dear friend of mine at a local at a church here in the area. They didn't have a Champions Club at the time, but he knew about Champions Club, and he mentioned to me this was right after Calvin's diagnosis. He said, man, you've got to look this thing up. This would be a blessing to Calvin and to others. And so immediately, of course, we fresh after Cal's diagnosis and hearing about Champions, I went back to my office after this gathering and looked it up and began to make phone calls and so on. And the leadership team there, Pastor Craig Johnson, who started Champions Club, and then Dr. Sandra Robinson, who at that time was in Southern California and now is in Houston, uh, which is the hub of Champions Club. They began to walk us down this road, this journey to launch our own Champions Club at the church we were at at the time. And uh, within six months, we had the honor to launch this program. And within a short amount of time, little did we know the floodgates would open and we had over 50 families come through this program. We launched it in one service, thinking that that would be enough potentially. And almost immediately within months, we had this program available at all the services, which was three or four services then a week. And it just fill up, fill up. And we saw this need and we had families come in that were completely unchurched, but they were coming because of the care and the love. We had families that had been literally asked to leave churches because the the churches they were in didn't have resources or programming or know what to do with their special needs kids. And so they would tell the family, sorry, but you're going to have to leave this church. We had devastating, devastating, hurtful. And, you know, we don't blame those churches. They didn't know what to do, but but it was devastating for a family that may have been in a church for 10 plus years. And as the child got older, because the church didn't know what to do, they just asked the family to leave that had a special needs child. And so when they heard about Champions opening, they would come and weep because now there's a place for their kids that not only was, it wasn't just babysitting, but it's a developmental center. And so Champions Club, that, like I mentioned, it, it, it tr- we try to meet the needs on every category, spiritually, intellectually, mentally, physically. We provide uh, in these churches, we try to provide a minimum of four stations, if not four rooms. Uh, for us, we've done two rooms, and within those rooms, we provide areas, excuse me, for uh, fine motor development, large motor development, sensory and calming, and uh, spiritual development wow. with a full scope, very visual based curriculum. And Champions Club provides the first of its kind full scope gospel curriculum for kids with special needs. And it meets and fits for all 13 categories that fall under an IEP. And an IEP in the States is a individual education plan that the schools offer. And so now in the local church, we're able to offer a similar concept, which is how do we meet the needs of these individual students? And just like every special, uh, typical kid is different, every special needs kid is very different. So when they come into the local church through Champions Club, 
we're able to develop a plan. And they don't only stay in the program of champions or the rooms that we provide. We also do a lot of inclusion. So depending on the child, depending on their diagnosis, and depending on the parent requests, we want to do as much inclusion as possible. So kids that may have never been included in in class setting like this, they Mm. may be in a school where they're in a special ed department and they're very little inclusion. Well, now at church, because it's a one-to-one ratio, we have a care team where there's one adult to every special needs student. So you talk uh, volunteer intensive. Yes, very. And the commitment is much more than like our parent partnership. And a lot of training. We ask our care team to be there weekly. They pick a service. They, they attend weekly. They're not once a month. We have right. them there weekly because they've got to develop that trust and relationship with our special needs students. And once that's developed, then that care team member can take them into the other classrooms with their typical peers. And what we've seen is, Dad, is it's just as important for the special needs kid as it is for our typical kids. Yeah. Because... Many of our typical kids are they, they're not around special needs kids a lot. And when they at church can see a gospel example of serving the least of these and loving the least of these and seeing these special needs cut kids come in <coughs> that may be medically fragile, maybe mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. maybe maybe not potty trained, maybe still in a diaper at ten years old. Right. And 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 there's needs and challenges and nonverbal and and stemming and 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 noises that may be unfamiliar to typical kids when they see that and learn to love kids that are not typical just as Christ would want us to it affects them and it affects our care team and I always get choked up talking about it because over the years when we've launched these programs we meet with our care team regularly and they say this has been an impact on me more than I feel I've given to the special needs child yeah. because they see gospel love. They see a love that goes beyond any type of love that, that we typically experience. Because when you're serving a kid that maybe cannot talk or needs a diaper change yeah. or, 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 or makes, you know, to some strange noises or, or paces a lot or, or, or has a feeding tube or uh, 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 just severe challenges... When you love someone like that, as Jesus did, it'll change your life. It really will. I equate it to similar to missions work. Yeah. When we go to a different environment or we go to a country that may be very poor and and serves very poor, marginalized people, you learn something and oftentimes you get more out of it than than what you feel like you were even able to offer. For sure. And, And it's the same with this population. We feel... Just like scripture says to serve the least of these, in Champions Club, we feel like this category fits that exact phrase. Because in the U.S. and in many other countries, uh, that is the group that is, is considered cursed at times. They're, yeah. considered, they're considered a burden, not a yeah. blessing. Yeah. They're considered uh, uh, strange or weird. They're called names. Almost 100% get bullied, yeah. and mistreated. Yeah. Even at church. Even at church. Even at churches. We know stories. There's articles that come out on a regular basis. Families that are, again, like we said, kicked out of services, kicked out of church because their kids are looked at as a burden when they're special needs. 
And so Champions is a work that it, it provides a runway. It gives a, a resource and it gives a platform and it gives a, a, a runway for churches to start to feel equipped to be able to offer a ministry like this. I could go on and on, even as we're sitting here, Dad, you see I've got all these resources in front of me and I don't want to go an hour just on this, but but we think of kids that are on the spectrum with autism, blindness, deafness, emotional disturbance, hearing impairment, intellectual disability, uh, multiple disabilities, even our own Calvin. Yeah, Calvin, yeah. he has multiple diagnosis. Uh, orthopedic impairment, and the list goes on, on and on. Down syndrome, visual impairment. So we, we try to do what we can to train the local church to serve young people in all of these many different categories, even some that I didn't have time to mention there. And and it's been a great blessing. So we're actually currently excited because we're in process to launch again now because we just started at this uh, new church. So we had launched a Champs and launched many others helping other churches. Right. And now we're launching one here at this church. And the cool thing about Valley Church is actually one of the things that started our strong relationship with Valley is they were wanting and had a heart to launch a Champions Club long before they asked us to come on board here as staffers. And so I had done trainings here even before we transitioned to this church. So they already had the heart. Now we get to come in and kind of activate it. Oh, that's, that's important. What a tremendous ministry. I'm just thinking my mind's just swimming Mm. right now. Mm. For these parents... Mm who must be so relieved and blessed when they get to come to church and stay in the service, Mm -hmm. hear the word of God, be spiritually refreshed, because all week long, uh, day after day, 24-7, they are dealing with these situations and issues. But to get a moment, a break in their week, to be able to be a little relief, to be able to sit and uh, be encouraged, built up, and blessed, and know that their child is getting the word, yeah. is being loved, is being uh, built up themselves, that is totally uh, an incredible thing to think about. So I, yeah. I appreciate this ministry. Uh, sometime I think we need to do a podcast just on Champions Club, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But let me ask you, what is your title with Champions Club? And so that we don't leave these people hanging, how can others contact you if they're interested in this ministry? Because I know there's going to be a lot of pastors hearing this who are saying, oh my, Mm. we've got people in our church, our community we want to reach out to. Uh, How can I do that? Awesome. Yeah, I'd love to talk with them. Um, God has opened many doors. Um, You know, one of the things that Pastor Craig has been so diligent about as the man who launched this years ago, and it's it's just picking up major traction and steam now. Right. That God's just opening many doors and many churches around the world, very influential churches as well, which is exciting. And and, and now seeing them launch in uh, many different countries is exciting as well because, you know, in the U.S., we've come a long way. We're still not perfect in it, but we've got a lot of resources for right. special needs more right. and more, especially in certain states. Mm-hmm. Um, but around the world, there could be 
literally no resources for families. They don't even know what to do or how to start when they get a diagnosis. And so to see these clubs opening up around the world is very exciting and and to, to, to experience that as well. And so here's some contact stuff, and then I'll mention a couple of other things. A good place to, to start is at championsclub.org, and you'll see Pastor Craig's story. And that's what I was going to mention a moment ago. He's been really good about sharing his own personal story. So right. he's a father as well. Of a, of a young man with severe autism uh, named Connor. And Connor, similar to Calvin, uh, has faced major challenges, but has been a champion. And uh, God has really done some incredible things with Calvin and you, or with Connor and with Calvin. But you'll see some of Connor's story on, on the championsclub.org website. The other thing that Craig's done that I really appreciate is he's, he's wanted pastors uh, that have similar stories to help launch these clubs. And right. so he asked Liz and I, because of our own story with Calvin, uh, uh, to come on board as the West Coast Regional Directors here in the States. And that includes helping launch clubs in our area and to be a resource, whatever they need, training, equipment, um, uh, discussion, uh, so that's been a lot of fun, but also really anybody around the world. We, 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 all of us regional directors that are in the States have a heart to see clubs launch overseas. Right. And so we've had some of those discussions as well. So my contact info, and I'd love to answer more about Champs related questions. You can reach me at idaily at valleychurch.com. D-A-I-L-E-Y, same, of course, as Dr. Tim Daly sitting here next to me. And so that's, that's and would love to, to connect with anybody. Another great resource for uh, more specific to what we're doing out here in California and in West Coast is NorCal Champions Club on Facebook. That's N-O-R-C-A-L, and uh, obviously abbreviation for Northern California. So NorCal Champions Club. We're also on Instagram under that same search. Uh, and we post some resources and video. We'll also post some things about as we're launching a program here at Valley. Um, so there's some things there that, and you can reach us uh, through private message and so on, on on Facebook that way through the NorCal. One thing I'll say is, uh, uh, before we finish out with this, this topic is, uh, you know, some foundational beliefs, and I do believe this is important because <coughs> something that's got to grip the heart of the local church and churches around the world is that all students, all young people, regardless of their abilities and or disabilities, that they are gifts from God and that they're made in His image and reflecting His dignity, no matter what they're facing. And so the theme text, one of the theme texts for us in Champions Club is Psalm 139, 13, 14. You know this one. The listeners know this one. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb, and I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know this full well. We teach this to our champions, and these are kids that are facing some of the most severe challenges that God has a call and purpose on their life as well that they have dignity and purpose no matter what they are facing. And so because of that, as churches, we want to minister to them and love them 
in that way. And of course, Matthew 25, 40, the king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. Amen. And so that, and that, that, uh, in, in, in this category, specialty, it's around the world. Yes. Uh, autism is the number one developmental dis- disease. And that's not just in the States, that's around the world. And so, uh, you know, it, it, you, this is an area that the church as a whole is having to become more aware of because it's such a growing thing. Yes, yes. And so it's something worth looking at. And I believe, Dad, if the gospel isn't good news for all, then it's not good news at all. Amen. I feel like as a church and as, as, as a broad scope church, that we've got to give the good news to everybody, and that includes our champions. And you say uh, these kids are different, but not less. That's right. Yeah, that's one of our hashtags that we use regularly with Champions Club, and it's it's something used even in uh, secular uh, uh, circles as well, That uh, like Autism Speaks and some other resources yeah. like that. Uh, that is a powerful phrase, different, not less. You know, these kids, it, it almost, many of them, particularly with autism, they feel like they're in a world, living in a world that wasn't designed for them. They oh, feel like wow, they don't good. fit in yeah. anywhere. Yeah. But can we be, as a local church, the place where they do fit in? Oh, that's good. Because even though they're different, the gospel has to be for them as well. That's right. The gospel is for everybody particularly the marginalized and the least of these. You know, Jesus talked about that a lot, and a lot of his ministry was to the poor, the needy, right. the broken, right. the hurting, the, the disabled. And uh, and so I feel like it's a top priority for any ministry. Wow, thank you so much. Well, as we wrap this up, I have one question that I want to close out with. And uh, I want you to just speak your heart. Then we're going to have you close in prayer. But what important advice and encouragement would you give to young pastors and leaders who are out there on the front line serving the Lord, standing by the stuff, trying to deal with life and all the complexities of ministry? As you've served now for the last 14 years, what... uh, what would you say to them as we close this out? Yeah, so I appreciate this question, and I'll keep it brief since I spent a lot of time on the champ stuff. But um, in a lot of ways, I still, you know, I've heard it said that as you get older, you just learn more of how much you don't know. Yeah. So even when you ask me this question, I feel very humbled because I feel like I'm still that guy trying to learn how to do this whole thing. And, uh, you know, I try to soak in as much as I can and read as much as I can and be discipled by people that I admire and respect and pursue that discipleship, as I talked about uh, before. But with this question, I I would answer it in such a way, I mean, we could go a hundred different directions with this. And obviously with young leaders, I would say out the gate, and this would be a whole separate one, just staying gospel-centered. This could be a whole separate podcast, but as young people, as young leaders, we feel like we've got to have the right answer for everything or the quick fix answer or the self-help answer or we've got to be, you know, but oftentimes it, it, when I get 
ask tough things or deal with hard things in ministry, uh, uh, I realize the only thing I have to offer people is the gospel. Right. And we've got to stay centered on that. But the way, the direction I will go is mentioning a few quotes that have helped me, that have stuck with me, that uh, I can quote right off the top of my head and from different ones that have influenced me. Um, this one, actually, I heard from my brother Ben, your son, and, uh, uh, you know, it was one that, that has really impacted me uh, over the years, and I don't know where he got it from, but he says, if you like something, just wait, it's going to change. If you don't like something, just wait, it's going to change. Early on in ministry, I wrestled with change. I didn't mind making change because it was my decision, but I wrestled with change. But I learned, especially staying in one place over 13 years, that things are going to change. If you like something, just wait, it's going to change. If you don't like something, just wait, it's going to change. And I you know, I think as we get older, and I, I'm not, you know, saying I've experienced it all yet, but now in my mid-30s, about to turn 35, uh, it, change gets a little bit easier because you realize that it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Change has happened in our life, and it, it, to some degree, you begin to enjoy it and look forward to it because you know that's what helps us stretch as well yes. and grow and flourish. Yeah. If nothing changed, we'd be so stagnant. And, uh, and so I think that's been a powerful word in my life to learn that, you know, be patient, endure, because things change. We can be a part of change. We can be, we can affect change and, and learn to enjoy change even when it's tough. And so that's been one that I would share to young leaders and have shared to young guys that I've had the honor of discipling. One, one that I'd mention as well as a, a gentleman when I was in Bible school that was a mentor and friend, shared with me this quote, the way you leave one place is the way you will enter the next. That's good. And it's simple, but it is so true. And even recently with a with a big transition in our lives, we did the best we go- could to pray through and leave healthily in that transition because we knew the way we leave is the way we'll enter the next season. So we wanted to honor people. We wanted to love people. We wanted to pray through it. We wanted to hear the voice of God. And and uh, and God honored that. And it helped us in our launch into the next season. Right. And so I feel like that's an important one because oftentimes young leaders, they can leave quickly from things right. because they, they feel like, well, if I just go somewhere else, everything will be different. Well, problem is oftentimes <laughs> a lot of what may be of challenge is us. And so you may right. go somewhere right. and you think it's all going to change. But this one thing that's staying the same, you're still at the next place. And so if we run uh, too quickly or if we figure it'll all change because I'm leaving someplace, that's not the case. I feel like the way you leave one place is the way you enter the next. That's and good so, advice. So think about that. And the last one applies to this same discussion. It's one you shared with me, Dad, years ago, and I maybe have don't get it exactly right off the top of my head, but you said don't ever leave a place because of specific people or offense with people because no matter where you go, you're going to end up, uh, 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 you'll interact with similar situations and similar challenges and similar people because we're all human. 
we have challenges. The people we have the honor of ministering to have challenge. And I've seen too often, again, I've seen it happen, young leaders that leave because of an offense with a particular person. And little did they know that when they got to the next place, they faced a very similar situation and similar circumstance. And so we don't want to run because of those things. And I've seen it even in my recent transition. It's been awesome. It's been a blessing. It's been great. But I'm glad I didn't rush out of my previous place because if I would have and ran because of people or challenges or those things, I've quickly realized that I've got similar things to deal through here. When you're ministering, you deal with tough things. And just because you go somewhere new, that doesn't all go away. And so we can't run because of certain people or certain challenges because we're going to face similar things. So we transition when the Lord says it's time, not because of an offense or a certain person or certain. And I think when we're young, we, 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 we can be making rash decisions and even when we're older. And so that's, that's one that stuck with me, dad, that, that quote from you. And it's helped me. And I think it helped me get through many years and staying faithful and having longevity uh, over the years. Uh, and we hope to have the same type of longevity where we're at currently. So uh, I hope that's helpful. That's great advice because I've traveled so many places in the world and you may people look a little different. Their face may be different. Their color, skin color may be different. Their language may be different, but people are still people. We yeah. still have an old nature and we still deal with real life issues. Mm. And uh, running from them uh, won't change. Uh, we'll go somewhere else and face the same thing. Right. If we don't grow and learn where we're at before we make those decisions. I had a prof in school one time tell me, never resign on Monday. <laughs> That's good. Because <laughs> you're discouraged after Sunday. Right. Don't resign on Monday. He said, wait till Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard a similar quote just a little different way. A pro, actually, a, a, a teacher of mine as well. He, but he said it this way. He said, "You can resign on Sunday as long as you show back up to work on Monday morning." There you go. That's good. <laughs> so maybe mentally you can you can take a breath, there but you, you better show back up there on you Monday. Go. That's right. Well, Isaac, thank you for taking this time. We're probably going to split this up into yeah. two sessions because there's so much uh, stuff here that. They need to take in and meditate on and learn from. But I really appreciate you, your ministry, what you're doing here, and not just here, but the lives you've touched. I know you've been to Kuwait mm-hmm. and other places, the Philippines, yeah. and you've ministered to people. They've appreciated your ministry and are begging to have you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope that you'll continue to yes. pray for these people and these leaders. And I want you to do that right now. Would you just... Yeah. Uh, pray as we close out for these young pastors, ministers, and leaders. We love you guys and gals and Mm -hmm. appreciate what you're doing. And we hope this has been helpful to you. I know it has if you'll just listen Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll meditate on this. So Isaac, close us out. Lord, I thank you so much for this incredible privilege and opportunity to share with men and women who are on the front lines. Yes. We even thank you for the technology to be able to do this today. Lord, I pray that uh, you would be with anybody that listens to this podcast. Lord, I thank you for the leaders that are serving faithfully around the world. 
some of them facing difficult circumstances, challenges, uh, situations. But Lord, because of you and because of the gospel, we have hope no matter what we're facing. Lord, I do pray that the, the, the words that we've shared today would be of blessing, of encouragement. Lord, I pray that uh, uh, as we uh, go forward in what you've called us to do, that you would continue to guide us. I pray for protection over each one, mentally, physically, that's listening today. I pray for those that uh, are struggling uh, in their home, with their family. Maybe there's a health issue. Father, I pray right. you'd be with them today. Bring encouragement, bring healing, bring hope. Father, we thank you that uh, uh, your Holy Spirit, because you're everywhere, you're with us here in California right now as we speak, but you're with these men and women around the world as we speak. And so, Father, I pray for the power of your Holy Spirit that it would be uh, of encouragement right now because you sent your Holy Spirit to encourage, to edify, to comfort, to guide. And so, Lord, we lean upon that. We need you, Lord. We need your power and we know it, it's available because you live inside of us. So, Father, uh, uh, even as we talked about Champions Club today, Lord, I, I pray for that specifically as well. Uh, everybody that's hearing this podcast would know a special needs individual or know somebody that knows that's a special right. needs right. individual. And so, Father, lay it on our hearts today to reach this group of people this community, these precious families and their children. Let us realize that there's a there's this whole pool of people that's untapped and unreached. And Father, I pray that you would give us creative means, whether that's through resources of Champions Club or other means and creativity to provide adequate ministry for these individuals. Lord, I thank you for my dad. I thank you for his influence in my life and for his influence around the world. Continue to bless him and my mom, Lori, as they go forward in their call and uh, in all that they're doing. And we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Isaac, for again for taking this time. I encourage you to visit our website at www.lcminetwork.com. That way you can keep informed on announcements and material, and you can listen to these uh, podcasts there. This is Bishop Tim Daly. I love you, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. God bless. God bless.